This episode is answering the most problematic questions from our audience, and today I'm interviewing my co-host, Maura, who's an event wedding planner and stylist, and she's going to help us navigate our weddings through the COVID-19 pandemic. So we'll just jump straight in. Laura, can you tell me... Hello. Is 2020 a write-off? It depends on what day you ask me, I think. Um, Do you want the good news or the bad news? Look, I think I'm a pretty positive person and I'm always one to think that the glass is half full rather than half empty. So, um, you know, before this second lockdown, there was a lot more um, confidence that we were going about with our clients. But even being super positive and, and hoping for the best, We've always got to be really mindful that not only do we have, you know, the client's happiness and their money riding on our recommendations and decisions, but we've also got the safety and securement of the suppliers too. So we've got to be positive, but we've got to be practical. Um, The good news is I think that there will be weddings this year. Um, I just think that they're going to be in a super limited capacity being mindful of things like seating charts um, and where people are in relation to each other, um, food service and what kind of style of food you'll be having. You know, I, I highly doubt that there will be shared platters running down tables um, this side of New Year's Eve. And also things like um, entertainment options. You know, potentially there's going to be a bit of a restriction on um, guests milling super close together. So, um, you know, having a, having a think about what other kind of entertainment options that you can include in your wedding day, um, rather than just a massive dance floor is probably, um, the way that a lot of couples should be thinking at the moment. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of bad news. There's a lot of postponements, which is really shattering for brides and grooms. Um, but, you know, I think it's just about adjusting our expectations and adjusting the view that we have on weddings at the very present minute and being content with shifting our focus and pivoting to another option rather than just um, putting, I suppose, this whole year in the Fuck it, fuck it, and move it on. <laughs> so if, if I'm a bride and I've got my wedding plan for September or mm-hmm. let's just say December, mm. and I'm planning on having a big marquee set up with 120 guests, and you know we're planning for a dance floor and um, mm-hmm. you know mingling. Should I, you know, and I don't want to move my expectations. I don't want to have an elopement or have less people there. You know before you know the end of the new year should I be really looking at postponing it yeah look um if you were if your heart was set on what you had originally set out in and you weren't willing to move which for some people that's a completely respectable decision they don't want to sacrifice what their dream was and you know I don't think that everybody has to um if you are asking should I postpone I would say if you are not willing to move or shift your focus and that is what you're wanting, then yes, I think for this year, you do need to postpone. Um, Look, every vendor that you would have booked for your wedding day will probably have their own 
you know, date moving requirements. Um, however, the earlier that you do look to postpone your wedding, the better chances that you'll have of securing a new date um, that will be to your liking. So, for example, you won't be limited just to just a midweek wedding, um, but you'll also have the um, better chance of keeping all your suppliers that you had originally selected together which means that the risk of losing deposits that you've already put down on suppliers um, because they're no longer available kind of is eradicated. So, you know, for our clients that are postponing um, at a three to six months prior to their, you know, intended um, wedding day, depending on the current ebbs and flows um, of how the virus is going as well, I think that's, you know, in this scenario and what we're all going through at the moment, um, the three to six month mark is probably um, the earliest and and I suppose the latest that you could look to postpone your wedding date this year. And, you know, where are you kind of guarding brides at? I know that a lot of brides um, have kind of asked a question um, on the bridal journey, you know, They've got a wedding booked in for early next year. Yep. Should they be also, you know, riding that time off like January to March as well in 2021? Look, I don't necessarily think 2021 we need to look at that right now. I think we need to get through the next few weeks, especially in Melbourne, to see how this new lockdown and flattening the curve is going to be. Um, I think the best advice to couples is probably just that they need to be super mindful and super respectful of of not only what they want for their day um, but also the um, predicament that it could potentially put suppliers in um, and also your guests comfort um, and their willingness to attend you know an event which you would always of course want to be there and support and celebrate with the couple but um you know I definitely have had clients that have had family members that are concerned about going to a 160 strong wedding and sitting next to you know somebody we don't know so for 2021 I'd be saying hold tight for a little bit um keep planning keep doing what you're doing now um book your suppliers make sure you just keep in constant contact with them they are the ones that will have their fingertip on the pulse of what's going on in this industry as best we can because there is currently no roadmap for um, our industry and wedding and events. So it does make it really tough um, but, you know, they will know just based on communication with um, other companies within their sectors and um, what other vendors and clients are doing and they'll be able to advise you accordingly. But for our clients, we are continually, continuing, should I say, the planning process for Jan to April, um, albeit very cautiously at the moment. Okay. And um, when will we be able to have normal weddings again? That's the question. This is a million dollar question. Um, Look, unfortunately, in such unprecedented times, I just, we know as much as you guys do. And so never having gone through such a publicized modern day pandemic, um, you know, we're navigating the waters to the best of our ability, um, as is our government. And, you know, as you guys are as couples as well so normal weddings per se might be nothing like we have been used to in the past or they may you know just get back to 
normal and um, what we know them to be in as little as six months, you know, we'll be tearing up the dance floor again together and hugging and, you know, doing all the good stuff. So I don't think rather than, you know, looking forward to what it could be, I would sort of be suggesting that it may be better for the minute to sort of embrace where it is and make the best of the situation that we've got right now because um, setting a bar too high or um, envisaging something that's completely out of your control, you know, like the Melbourne weather if you're getting married outside, um, can just sometimes lead to heartbreak. And for the people who have lost, you know, thousands of dollars due to cancelling, you know, what you know, legal rights do they have, you know? Oh, this is such a tough question, hey, and we had a lot of um, people put this question to us when we, you know, put the feelers out. Um, each supplier will have their own legal terms and conditions. Um, each set of terms and conditions will be relevant to that one particular business and their business model. So it, what applies to one, say your photographer, might not actually apply to your next supplier, which could be a venue. Um, you know, you've, couples have just got to remember that we're feeling for you as a couple so badly. And, we, you know, we, we wish we could keep going with all these events, including your day. Um, but this is uncharted territory for our industry also. So, you know, we're working with you. Um, Look, deposits are not bonds. Um, so generally deposits are not refundable regardless of any circumstance. You know, for example, if you've booked a supplier in, say, January of this year um, and your wedding's in December and you're hoping for a complete refund in August, a lot of suppliers it's it's just not actually possible for. I mean, the minimal deposit that you pay um, to these businesses are what keeps them afloat during the off-season so that they're around to be able to do your wedding in the peak times. Um, it, you know, it pays for their overheads that don't stop costing money throughout the year, staffing, shop fronts, cars, travels, meeting time. And of course, you know, you're paying for their expertise. So, a deposit also secures your supplier for your day, which means that, you know, they've said no to other jobs due to the fact that they've secured yours. So this industry has no insurances um, that cover their businesses for a pandemic or an epidemic loss of business. Um, so, you know, most won't be able to recruit anything from anyone just like the couple themselves. You know, in terms of legal rights, it's probably something that I don't wish to comment too much on. Um, just because, you know, you get yourself in hot water. Um, but it's something that I'd suggest, you know, couples take up potentially with their own legal counsel if they do think it's worthy um, or if they think they're being unfairly treated. Um, you know, I think we've just got to all remember, though, to go gently on each other because it's tough for everybody right now. And I know that the suppliers that I work alongside, um, you know, are doing everything in their right um, mind and everything that they possibly can within their business to help the couple out as best they can. And do you have any recommendations on planning a wedding with so much uncertainty? And, you know, how do you keep calm and not panic? It's so, it's so hard. Um, look, I definitely do. I think enlisting the services of a, of a planner, 
um, albeit me being very biased. But during this time is probably one of the best investments that you'll make at the moment. Um, they're in touch with the most relevant and up-to-date policies and procedures within the industry and is currently, you know, navigating this super fluid field um, on a full-time basis. So to be able to work through this with you um, and advise you on all the options and help you make all the decisions, most informed decisions is, um, you know, is probably a, a very um, wise investment if as a couple you can do that. Um, you know, normally we're not suggesting to have multiple, um, plan A's, you know, but I firmly believe, and I've told all my couples this as well, that they need to be across every possible scenario that we could face during this time. So it doesn't mean that we need to be negative or, you know, have a glass half empty type of view on the situation, but I really do feel that we need our couples to be as comfortable as they can be, um, with what, you know, could potentially transpire, on a day-to-day basis everything's changing so you know um panicking or or making rash decisions or pressured decisions aren't going to help you and you know that generally is a flow onto your bank account too because they always say that a hasty one a hasty decision is a poor decision so you know I sort of say to you know all my couples like phone phone a friend bitch complain you know, hate on what the the whole word wedding at the moment, cry, like feel all the feels that you're going through, but, um, you know, keep going because at the end of the day, you guys are going to marry your one true love. And, and, you know, that's the most important part of this whole journey, I think. And will 2021 be any different? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, look, I think, uh, look, domestic, weddings I think we've got you know a super positive outlook overseas travel I think everyone needs to be um you know really not concerned about just planning around a plane trip um but just be mindful about whether or not you actually are going to be boarding a plane to Europe in March um I think that's something that you need to think about but look we we are planning for 2021 um we've got you know, we've got a three-tiered approach. Um, firstly, plan for the best case scenario. I mean, create a vision of your wedding day that includes the most important people and aspects. Um, we're not sure how this virus is going to go, how fast it's moving, um, you know, and how fast it can potentially be contained either. So, you know, new information or recommendations come to light all the time. So I'm not really advising my couples in 21 to give up their dream just yet. Um, just making sure that they're still as excited as they can be given the circumstances. But look, secondly, I've definitely said to them, have a look at your guest limits and have a two-tiered approach roadmap. Um, It allows them to make a super informed decision and as late in the pieces that they can without the stress of rushing around to decide, you know, who potentially can come and who can't. Um, The restrictions are moving, like they're a moving target at the moment. So the better prepared the couples are to face different scenarios, I think um, it will be easier for them and for their suppliers, you know. And I think finally you just need to be really open to the possibility that you may need to reconsider how you see your wedding day transpiring. Um, It's not ideal and it's definitely not the way any of us would have wanted it to have been going for our couples um, or our friends who are getting married. However, understanding that it may be 
a different style of wedding or you may end up postponing, um, you know, don't throw your plans out the window, but I think just having the um, the headspace to be able to entertain more than one is really, really important for your own sanity as well. Thank but you. it's hard. <laughs> no you. worries. I hope that's kind of answered a few questions for people and, um, you know, we have got so much more to say on this. So um, I'm looking forward to being back and talking about elopements next, which will be fun. Thanks, Andy. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining.